Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. My latest episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos has a great conversation with actress Liz Priestley talking about her time working on Netflix's Concrete Cowboy. Plus, also, how did she work? And how was it? How good was it to work with Idris Elba? Go ahead and find out her thoughts on that. Plus, as I mentioned yesterday, coming off the fabulous performance and the warm reception that he received for his latest documentary, Mr. Dress Up, the latest documentary on the icon of Canadian children's programming. He has gotten some rave reviews, and you can hear our original conversation on Mr. Dress Up Doc and so much more right there for you from Rob McCallum, and that's, of course, in the Pop Culture Cosmos. So go ahead and check it out today, wherever you get your podcast. Plus also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Chris Lardieri and I are going to be recording another Inside Sports Fantasy Football talking about the disaster for many known as Week 1 of the NFL. While we go ahead and say, you know what, let's just go ahead get everything right. We're going to give you the ideas in your head, exactly what we need to go ahead and target out there as fantasy football owners for week two in the NFL. So go ahead and look out for it this week, wherever you get your podcast and on the Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel. Also as well, of course, Joe Soro at LakersBall.com. He may not be 100%, but he's still commenting away as Hawks1947 at LakersBall.com. And you also know that he is gutting it out for his own company. Right there for you. Of course, that's Simblades. Simblades with a Y.com. Our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, they're probably still arguing over Christian Wood. Go ahead and just catch the argument and what they're talking about today with Laker Tom's latest Christian Wood articles at Lakerholics.com and Jamie Sweet's five things. Of course, our good friends, Empire Jeff TV, and also as well, John McCallion. I'm so happy for John McCallion. 70 pounds down, 60 to go. Really great weight loss, great story there. He has some great thoughts each and every time he goes and pops on a stream at the John McCallion channel. And of course, you know, Empire Jeff TV does an outstanding job of covering the NBA and the Lakers. 
whenever he pops on here, he provides such great insight. And of course, everything that he talks about right there at Empire Jeff TV. So please subscribe today. And speaking of subscribing, we're now, I think, I'm pretty sure, because it's been it's been holding, holding for 24 hours that we are over 1,000 subscribers. We're at 1,005. So go ahead and make sure if you're not already, please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers fast break. I know every YouTube channel out there asks for subscribers, but it's because YouTube loves having you as subscribers. And since we all love being on YouTube, we need to go ahead and make sure we get subscribers today. So please subscribe today to get the latest notifications. And if you do, post all of our social media and all the whole nine yards when it comes to Lakers fast break. And if you support all of that, as far as maybe you know, if you are like Darren, who is an awesome Spotify subscriber, and of course, Intel Wild and Darren and everybody else, Lakers and Five, who have given us uh, donations for the Super Chat, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I'll tell you what, coming off the disaster this past weekend in the Philippines, known as the FIBA World Cup, uh, with Team USA falling to a dismal and miserable fourth place finish. You know, Sean has been very gracious with his Team Canada defeating Team USA. He's not rubbing in our faces too much, which I sincerely appreciate. We'll see what happens. But, you know, because of that, you know what always comes out of the woodwork is all the stars. All the stars are now motivated to go, I want to play in the Olympics. I'm now motivated to be the redeemed team, whatever, point five zero seventeen, whatever. It's redeemed team time again. And this time leading the, the charge is none other than LeBron James, according to reports. And according to those reports, he is trying to recruit Come, come with me. Play in Paris, Paris, for the Olympics. And we're going to go ahead and talk about that today as far as who is he going to try and get? Who has he been trying to talk to? Will it work? And is it a good idea for LeBron to play all those extra games at 40 years old? Well, he'll be 39. He'll be 39 years old come the Olympics. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we didn't forget winning time. Winning time is getting closer to the end of its season. So we got to go ahead and give a shout out and make sure to remind you to catch winning time. And that's coming up later in the episode as well. Plus anything that you want to talk about out there in Lakers land. Plus also later tonight at 9 p.m. Pacific, the Magic Man is going to go ahead and host a special team report for NBA observations on the Phoenix Suns. He has some great guests coming up here later today, so we're going to talk Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers on the evening as well. So we've got a great evening lineup for you, but first it is the Olympics and LeBron now motivated to go ahead and win one for Team USA. USA, USA, USA. And here today to go ahead and talk about that as far as yeah, the fact that it's good that he's, he's motivated to do so, but will it end up costing the Lakers in the long run? He's a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out every time at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. Uh, I know that you and I are, are just thought that would be something where, okay, the guys that are not exactly going to be at the top level for USA, they didn't get the job done. 
maybe you could say Anthony Edwards, maybe a couple others might make an actual true Team USA team. But now all the stars, because we lost and we disappointed so many, unfortunately, are, are going to come out of the woodwork now and start to play. Your thoughts on LeBron James spearing this movement to go ahead and get the Team USA back up to its winning ways next year in Paris. I mean, let's let's be serious here. Imagine LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Dame Lillard. I mean, you guy, it's it, you you bring those guys to the Olympics and you're not losing. The issue uh, though is if they make it, if, if the Lakers. And Phoenix, which I, I'm assuming they're going to make deep playoff runs here based off this, the rosters. Uh, how are they going to, I guess, muster up another month and a half of basketball during the summer? And is that going to affect 24-25? For, for me, I I have a feeling that this is the last year anyways. So if LeBron wants to go to the Olympics and win his third gold medal and bring back some pride to, to the to the international team, that's great. I am um, full support of it. Uh, maybe he can play the Larry Bird role to some degree. I mean, I know, I know Larry couldn't really play in 1992. Uh, he did get a couple minutes here and there, but. It was kind of sad because he was mainly just worrying about his back at that point in time. It well, so I, 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 yeah, I remember the, the the doctor that was taking care of Larry Bird said that Larry Bird's back was so bad he he he, he compared it to the hinge on a door closing on the back, like you know how you ever get your hand caught in between the door. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay, so he goes, imagine that nonstop. And then what he does is he recalibrates it enough for him to play and then come back to all the um, – come back to the pain, basically. And Jackie McMullen had, had commented that those last couple of years, Larry Bird was not a really good interviewer. <laughs> he wasn't a good interview. I think she used the word ornery, very ornery. And LeBron has uh, – uh, you know, he's one of those guys that just – has a next a genetics that's you know pretty unreal but he's still a human being uh if he goes deep into the playoffs and he wins it's going to be tough guys it's going to be tough for him to finish off the summer playing another month and a half and then and, and what a month later he's going to be in training camp, training camp again so that that's that's the tough part there there's a bitter sweetness there where you do want him to be in the Olympics, and I think he can get everybody together, but we we might be losing his energy for the final year of his contract. That's what I'm worried about. Is just that you know he will overextend himself, uh, you know, it, because Sean and I'll bring the Madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to not just rub it in our faces because that's not what he does. He's he's a classy winner as far as for Team Canada is <clears throat> concerned, but. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. That's what I'm concerned about with Joe. Let's, let's put the fact that, you know, there's going to be a couple blowouts here and there when it comes to Team USA when you throw out that lineup. But later, this is not 1992 all over again. You've got some heavy-duty teams. Joe said we should win no problem as far as it's concerned if we throw everybody out there. 
I kind of say it's going to be a challenge. I kind of I kind of disagree to an extent that you can throw Canada can still throw out their Jamal Murray along with what you saw that one in you know this past weekend. And also as well, you can throw Nikola Jokic on his team. You can throw there's other well stacked teams who provide Germany. I mean, they won it all. So there's so many teams out there, just like five or six teams, I think, that have enough quality depth to provide Team USA with a challenge, which, again, we're projecting far into the future when we say this. This won't affect this season. But if LeBron wants to continue with the Los Angeles Lakers next season, because I think he's a free agent this next offseason. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so yes. that's the case if he wants to stay with the Lakers come 24-25. I think you're going to have to do something then to make sure his minutes are really curtailed. He's really getting a lot of rest because those last four, three or four games in the in the Olympics will be tough ones for anybody playing on Team USA. Oh, 100%. 100%, Gerald. Uh, I just posted the stats from that uh, 08 team. So in 08, the United States was basically led by Kobe and LeBron. It was yeah. it was their team. Uh, although Dwayne Wade gets a big part in that. Gerald really it was a, it was a team led by by Kobe and then LeBron. Uh, LeBron averaged well over 24 minutes a game in 08. Gerald, I'd be very shocked and. Honestly, I, I think it'd be a it'd be a bad idea for him to average, you know, any more than fifteen in a tournament like that, especially at thirty nine years old. I'd actually love to see him play less, but he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. Like you said, Gerald, he's got his mind made up now. He saw he kind of he was watching that tournament the whole way through. Obviously, he wasn't getting up at like one or two in the morning. But he might have. He might have. Don't put it. Don't put it past. Don't him. put it past him. You're right. I shouldn't put it past him. He might have done it once or twice, but he paid attention and he saw what happened. And obviously, it's a concern if you're, you know, you represent your country. You think you know what that means, uh, and you don't see collectively it happening. Um, obviously you're gonna, you're gonna get your goat up a little bit. And I was listening to, uh, Michael Wilbon on PTI. I believe it was, I think it was yesterday or the day before. And just want to get your thoughts on this. He almost said that he thought this was more of a marketing tool for, uh, for LeBron and for team USA, rather than trying to, to fix the, the issue at hand, which is that the USA has a center problem right Gerald yeah they have a set of, I mean obviously Joel Embiid I don't know how Joe and that's something I'd love to hear about Joe's pro, thoughts on this because this could be a situation that works in reverse because you, you see all these Americans playing all over the, you know for all these inter, international teams this is a situation where Joel, Joel Embiid has the choice now to go ahead and choose where he wants to play so it could work in the U.S.'s favor but you're right they do have a big man problem right now as far as having talented big men that are going to be able to go ahead and fight off the, the big bodies that are, they're going to be playing in the Olympics, but the skill that they will have to counteract that, you know, there's not going to be many teams that's going to be able to match up with your team. Canada has a nice defensive trio that could try to go ahead and slow them down a bit. But then again, you could always pitch it out to Durant 
You could always pitch it out to LeBron. You could always get out on the break. Yeah, it, it, the transition game will be a nightmare Devast- for other teams. Dev- yeah, it'll be devastating, Gerald. Um, and you were correct uh, pointing out, Gerald, that obviously, uh, you know, the, it, the United States is uh, is looking to uh, grab gold. But like you said, there are about six or seven other countries as well who could make claim that they're trying to contend uh, for the gold podium as well. Yeah. And and as I you don't think it's a slam dunk, pardon the no. pun, that no. uh, the Team USA even fully loaded win because, again, they don't always play together. And Joe, this is something I want to bring you back in on is that the fact is they don't play together like these other teams do that they they can just they throw them together while some of these other teams they play years together germany for instance they have these commitment from a vast majority of their players to play with each other in every off season team canada it was mentioned uh to early you know that i heard earlier this week on the low post that they were you know they have a three-year commitment from several members of its team With Team USA, it just seems like, oh, okay, we lost in the World Cup. We're kind of embarrassed right now. Now we'll get together and go ahead and do it. And that's always going to save the day for us. Is that a really a great plan to go ahead and continue to keep on doing? It's a matter of talent. Uh, uh, You have, I'll I'll say the names again. If you have Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, let's say, uh, I know, uh, Joel Embiid was born in Cameroon, and his nationalities are considered Cameroon, French, and American. So I guess he could either play for France or, 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 or America, right? Yeah. And the problem with with Joel Embiid is is his body going to be be able to withstand another month and a half of basketball next summer? Good question, because uh, he'll be over thirty. Yeah, I think I think what needs to be done is I think the guys like Jason Tatum, uh, Devin Booker, um, Jalen Brown, Dame Willard, these guys should be in that game. They're still young enough. Yeah, heck, even Anthony Davis to some degree. And it's come. It's going to come down to that we want to win the gold in the Olympics. It's 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 part of part of the, their career. Uh, it's part of their career, and I you can't in good conscience say that it's not good, but it is a problem. It is a problem for the LA Lakers because you are going to wear two of your guys out for sure. One AD is still a little young, but we all know he's a little fragile here and there, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you're kind of caught in between at this point. There's really no right answer. It's a matter of, we got to hope we got to let it, let it happen and hope for the best because I don't want to lose the Olympics. I, I didn't even like losing what we, what we just lost. Uh, I wish they had added a couple more second tier players to this roster. There's young, young enough guys that they could have done that. I don't know why they didn't. I, I think, you know, it, it's kind of funny. It's really troubling how they didn't even invite Jared Allen. who's probably the best traditional big man left in the nba and he's american um you know they they decided to go a different route they went with bancaro bobby portis jr uh you know i get it from a philosophical point of view maybe those guys are, are better enabled to play uh kerr's system but i, I 
like with the 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 coaching staff between Tyron Lou, Eric Spolstra, Mark Few, I mean, you got legendary coaches here. I'm sure one or two two of them were kind of thinking the same thing. Like, really, could have used Jared Allen here. Uh, again, that or just some type of really skilled size that can go ahead at least. Lay that, that is that is a on. mystery. I, that didn't make any sense. That didn't make any sense. Why did they think Triple J was enough to play that position? Uh, I don't know. They didn't I, use Walker Kessler a whole lot, but at, all. at the same time, there was there was a pretty bad. Defense. And Walker Kessler could play Gerald both both styles, hybrid and traditional. So. Coaching, yeah. coaching didn't help either. Yeah, we we have we have to kind of think about that too next year. Maybe yeah. maybe let Spolstra coach the team. And this there is familiarity there. Is Steph Curry going to play on the team? If Steph Curry plays with LeBron, Brown, Tatum, Lillard, and AD. Let's say man, no one's going to beat those guys. Come on, um, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this develops. Uh, the the gauntlet has been dropped. Uh, the red, white, and blue pride is is there. So um, I'm ready to see how this kind of turns out. I don't know if the Colangelos are not doing this anymore. I know they were they had a pretty good streak of putting, get, putting it's, together. It's Grant Hill this time around, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Grant Hill, this was his first time, right? Yes. Yeah, he uh, – he... <laughs> I, I mean, it, you don't want to be too mean to a guy that's a Hall of Famer, so I understand. Yeah, and I, I feel bad too because he's such a good dude. Um, yeah. I, 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 Grant Hill was the was the punching bag on the whole Hall of Fame. That's actually where it all started, uh, with the Hall of Fame being basically a Hall of Very Good. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Hill did not play at a high level enough to to go into the Hall of Fame, like when he was too injured. But again, I think LeBron is going to be helping him here recruiting. And I'm hoping that the more stars you have on the team, the more continuity you have, the less pressure, less uh, damage each of these guys can get. And that's how you want to go about it. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We're talking Team USA and the Olympics. Will LeBron be able to get all of his good friends together to go ahead and strive for a gold medal in next year's Olympics? And what will it do to him if that's the case? We're talking about that here with Magic Man, Sean Rice, and Joe Sorrow. I want to mention something real quick. Mission 24, Jamal Murray. If Jamal Murray decides to go ahead and play, uh, he would be playing for Team Canada. Aaron Gordon, if he decides to play, if, if he decides to play, he would be playing for 
the Bahamas, if I'm not mistaken there, Sean. So uh, I think that's correct. He would be playing for Bahamas along with Buddy Heald. And uh, I think he would be going there. Is, is that correct? I- Yes, Gerald, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's still going to play. I believe Eric Gordon is also a Bahamian, so you'd have Eric yeah. Gordon, uh, Buddy Heald, and Aaron Gordon on the same team. That's not a bad starting three right there. Not a bad starting three at all. You wonder where Eric Gordon and his career, we'll see whether his career is at, you know, this year in Phoenix uh, with uh, see how much time is left uh, on his body. But uh, with that said, Joe, again, the thing that you do not like at all in regards to these players that are naturalized U.S. citizens playing somewhere else, that's going to continue, and it looks like it's going to continue. But again, if Joel Embiid you know, plays for the U.S. next year, that could play in our favor. The more talent you have, the less taxing it is for the, the, the collective. And the goal has to be to win the championship. Uh, either way, it's going to be a lot of you still have to do the traveling. You still have to, you know, deal with the everyday rigors of being a, a superstar and a name and famous and fame and all that. Um, but I think it would be easier if the Lakers win a championship. I think it becomes a little bit more tolerable. And if you were to sit there and say, all right, Joe, uh, I'll let you guys in on the on the secret. The Lakers are going to win in 2024. And then the crew is going to play in the Olympics, but that next year you guys are toast. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take you, a gold medal and a championship. I'll take a gold medal and a championship to to get eighteen, and call call it a career for LeBron. Even though his people are saying he's going to play longer, I'm I'm hoping that Giannis doesn't sign that extension. I'd like them to at least test the free agent market. I, I wish. Jason or you Tatum. mean the Los Angeles Lakers free agent market? Correct? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the other one, but I, I'm not hearing good things gonna, out of there. He's going to cash in, man. Yeah, he's yeah. just going to cash. It's too in. bad. It's too bad. That's 350 million dollars. And I don't plus. know how. I just don't know how how Boston's going to field a team really with two super max players, two guys that are somewhat in the same position. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. No. Yeah, it's uh, they're gonna need Porzingis to bail them out. Porzingis, if Porzingis plays like he played last year, he's gonna play better with those guys with him. So if he plays, and I, what I mean by played, play like 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 they did, uh, or like he did, then you, you're you're gonna have a very good chance of seeing Boston in the finals. Well, the one thing I want to ask, though, is who will be the players that, you know, right now, it's all subjective. And, of course, you have to play throughout an NBA season. And, again, these players will still have to want to commit uh, to Grant Hill, Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, or whoever will be coaching the team next year. Let me ask you this. I'll start off with you, Magic Man. Uh, Who would be your starting five on Team USA? I understand Team Canada. Who would be your starting five on both Team Canada and Team USA, considering all the players that would be eligible do want to play in the Olympics? Yeah. All right, Gerald. That that's a great question. So let's start with. Uh, I'm going to give you a mental exercise. Let's uh, go. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I enjoyed this. So okay. let's go. Let's go with Canada first. So obviously okay. Jamal Murray is going to be at the point. 
I put Shea at the two, or you could flip them. That that would be your starting See, backcourt. That would, that would be so terrible. <laughs> uh, yes, then uh, Dylan Brooks would be your three. Then it gets really interesting. Um, do you want to put Lou Dort there? I'm not sure. He's a little small on the small end as your as your secondary wing there. I, I would I would have I, him coming off. The yeah, I, so I think Benedict Matherin or um, Kyle Alexander is what about likely. Wiggins? <laughs> yes, he's right there too, Gerald. I think Andrew Wiggins would be your starting power forward, and then obviously I think it's it's a case of uh, it's the it's the uh, Bash brothers, uh, Kelly Olynyk and Dwight Powell. Um, I think Kelly okay. would be uh, slotted in as the starting, and that this is probably Kelly Olynyk's last Olympics as well as LeBron's. So I think they're both going to be hungry for a medal. As far as the United States goes, Gerald, uh, do you do you expect Damian Lillard to? Uh, I expect up? all of them right now. I, if okay. LeBron's recruiting them, you know how turning down LeBron is. Yeah. You know, in the past. So. so then Dame is your point guard. Steph is your shooting guard. Your three is obviously Anthony Edwards. Is it obviously. Yeah, I I think so. I think Anthony Edwards would be your would be your. I kind of uh, disagree. Wing. Okay. All right. All right. Go for it, my friend. Yeah, your power forward. Okay, so if Anthony Davis is on the team, I would put Anthony Davis as your power forward. Um, as your center, it's, are they going to go with Triple J again? It, it. I don't think so either, Gerald. I don't think so. I think it's going to be AD at the four, Bam at the five. So I ask you, my friend, uh, for me, you know, should we count in Embiid or should we not count Embiid? Do you think LeBron – okay, so you're not going to count Embiid. you think he's going to play for France? Actually, no. Uh, right now, I'll just say I think Bam would be penciled in right now as your starting center, but I'm with you, Gerald. I think that uh, Team USA, Grant Hill, and LeBron will be very adamant asking Joel if he would – if he would put so, on the red, white, and blue. So, because it's 50-50 in my opinion right now, but do you think, so you're going to say yes or no that he he, he plays for Team USA? I'm going to say yes. So then he then he, he would, would be, be the, the star. Yeah. Joe, uh, you don't seem like you were convinced that Joel will play for Team USA. So that being said, I saw your lineup. Can you go ahead and just tell our audio audience on who you think Team USA would line up as a starting lineup? If that's I mean, if you if you really want to put a foot down on everyone's neck, you get Dame, Steph, LeBron, Durant, and AD as your starters. I don't give a crap how. Yeah, that's why I was saying Edwards. You have no shot. You have no shot. You'd have Dame shooting from forty on one side, and then (laughs) Steph shooting from eighty on the other side, and then you got LeBron (laughs) controlling the ball and. Kevin would 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 basically hone in on the mid range, and then you have AD blocking everything. The only thing I ask you though is, okay, that's at coming off of an NBA season, a full NBA season. Let's say all are still in decent health. They're all over thirty coming off of an NBA season. You wouldn't have any qualms about that. It's not a qualm. It's it's a it's it's a it, it goes back to something I say a lot. Sometimes both parties are right. It's funny when you see two people arguing about something and they're both right. And then, of course, it can reverse too, where they're both wrong. There is really no right answer here or wrong. What are you going to say? Nah, it's not important to win the Olympics. I'm, I'm only worried about the Lakers. 
it's it's you're in, you're in no man's land. You can't really get upset that LeBron and AD would play for the for the Olympic team, especially the Olympic team, the Olympic gold medal. It's important. So it's not. It's just a matter. It's it's circumstance. It's just the way things have played out. So now, now if, you don't if there's think. A, well, let me just say this. Let me ask this. Embiid throws things a little bit differently because you know he has a little bit of an uh, let's say an ego. You know, because he wanted to go ahead last past two seasons, really get the MVP. That's something he really wanted to check off his box and off his list regarding, you know, everything at all costs. He finally got it. I don't think he. I could foresee him coming off the bench on either Team USA or Team France. Your thoughts on that, Joe? I think his health won't allow him. Okay. I, I think that's really ultimately what will happen with Joel Embiid. You just need AD really to, to play center on that team and then have Bam Adebayo. Uh, back him up. Uh, you can put Ant from the off the bench. I, that that would be enough, honestly. I don't, I don't think you would need anyone else. You you have there's some big bodies in FIBA, my friend. Oh, I, I understand, but you can't stop Steph Curry. You can't stop Dame when they start shooting. You're gone. Like if we had had at least one of those guys, Dame. If we had Dame in this FIBA game, that we would have won the title. I love that. When you start shooting, you're gone. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. <laughs> You're gone. Bye-bye. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying that when you load out, like you said, Lillard, and you throw out there alongside, you know, you've got, of course, Curry. You've got, of course, also as well, you could put in Durant. You could put in LeBron. You could put in, uh, of course, AD and Durant with, like I said, as well. It seems like LeBron, would LeBron at 39 years old be the weak link in that starting five, Joe? No, not a, you can't. How do you say he's a weak I'm link? Just, he I'm averaged just, 29 points last year. How the hell? I, I mean, that's a that's a, a quotation link? mark when I say weak link. Wasn't Carmelone? Carmelone was on the two. He was on two, the 92. Was two, he on the 96? He was on the 2001 too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, uh, what was he, 36, 37? 37, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, P-Beast, I asked you LeBron this. LeBron is built I... different, guys. He might have ran out of gas this last year, but and he, he's had some negative. Well, I think, I, I, more, I, I think more what Gerald's asking is that of the five starters, would he, he be the less effective? Of all is he the one at 39 years of age? You know, you let's let's go and target him. If I'm team Canada or if I'm team France or if I'm team, you know, that France are throwing up a whole bunch of big guys at them, you know, t- team Canada, I'm throwing a whole bunch of skilled guards at you, you know, it, it's Germany, I'm throwing, uh, you know, just my my literally my my two forwards and my two guards. You have to get Dave, who am like, I targeting? Like- Right, because in in FIBA, right, LeBron would likely be matched up against somebody like Mo Wagner as opposed to somebody like, um, just an example, uh, you know, mm, you know, somebody like uh, Nas Reed, or just as an example, Gerald, it'd be, be you know, so it wouldn't be, be that bad. It wouldn't be bad that bad. It's just a lot of backcourt, a backcourt skill that Team USA would be facing itself against, and then like you, like we talked about earlier, some big bodies. Uh, underneath uh pb says so now usa has to cherry pick from third world countries to compete on the global stage interesting joe you've been very adamant over the past three weeks about all the other teams around the world that have been cherry picking from the usa 
funny how that doesn't work well for us when it's the other way around, according to PB. It's the it's the hypocrisy that I try to bring light to. Mm-hmm. Why is it okay that you poach our our guys, and then the second we want something, oh no, you guys you guys have all the players. What are you talking about? Half these guys are freaking Americans. I don't I don't I I think we've t- discussed that enough. Uh, yeah, but this, it's but PB's the only thing is like PB's just saying, oh, that's seems like or what in the this USA case, it does. doesn't matter. We don't need to go anywhere. We have this. We have the, the the horses on this one. Getting Dame, getting Steph on that team, you're you're toast. No one's beating that team, especially okay. with LeBron and and, and K- KD. No, it's just it's too there's too much talent there, even at these at this advanced age, with too or without EMB. Yeah, I think I think I'd rather have AD, I'd rather have AD. AD has a better glue with with uh, random things versus Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. I, no, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think and Anthony Davis. They could just basically tell him, AD, just don't worry about scoring. Just swat every ball that comes your way. That would be he'd be the MVP in my opinion. He'd end up being the MVP of the the Olympics. Well, the only thing is that they've got the foul trouble. You can get in foul trouble so much easier in FIBA. That's, that's a little bit, that could be a problem. There. AD has AD when he's right has an inst an instinct to the ball that is very very rare, very Hakeem Olajuwon esque. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't be too concerned about that, especially in interna- international ball, especially and then of course if, with the guys that are surrounding him, I, I just don't see how that that would be a problem. So I ask you this, Magic Man. Okay, we started the first five. Uh, we, uh, Joe and I did. I think we're we're kind of in agreement as far as the Braun, KD, AD, Lillard, and Curry. You threw Edwards out there. So let's say with, we don't get Embiid. Embiid says, you know what, I'm going to skip the Olympics or I'm going to play for Team France or whatever. Uh, LeBron, KD, AD, Lillard, Curry is the first five I think Joe and I would pick as far as the top five is concerned. Who would you pick out for the rest of the seven players on that roster? Oh yeah, that's that's a great question, Gerald. So I got I I got okay. So I've, I think I've got five just off the top of my head right now, and mm-hmm. um, so we'll go with the first obvious first two. If you want additional shooting and uh, defense, Gerald, I think you add Mikhail Bridges and Anthony Edwards. I think those are the outside of uh, Devin Booker. I think those would be your two best wings. I really think the United States should should invite Halliburton and Reeves. Um, they just their synergy in and of itself, not just the other three players they happen to be playing with, but they have a way of changing a game, and I think they could be uh, a huge boon off the bench. So those two guys. So that's four. I'd bring in a traditional big man. So I'd either bring in. You know, if Jared Allen has a great year, Gerald, I'd bring him in. And then the next, the last two spots, it's interesting. Because uh, PP says Reeves is barely a starter. So even though he was in every statistical category, he was in the top five on Team USA in every statistical category. He says he was barely a starter on this Team USA. I'm not going to say I disagree with him on starting him on or playing him or even making the other team. Because again, we'll have to see how he develops this year. But Joe, uh, your thoughts on who from this year's Team USA, a failure in our eyes, uh, finishing fourth, 
should even come close to being on the Team USA roster next year. And a poor P-Beast, P- you know, it's, you know, not to say barely a starter in the NBA because he's going to score 17 to 20 this year. I'd say Halliburton, but, sure. Yeah, don't then, be ridiculous on then, that P-Beast. And then Ant, Ant is probably a likelihood. They're young and they're young and they're on the come up. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I, I don't Evan, think I would Evan, put Austin Evan, Reeves on the on the Evan Turner on the might, might be a good uh, acquisition for that. being a As a third big man? Oh, that, I think that would be great. I think that would be great. And I think the focus needs to be get get as much talent on that team in the spots that matter, mm-hmm. which is every spot. Just get the baddest one, two, the baddest three, four, and the baddest five, and overwhelm the world with talent. Uh, chemistry and the the world catching up to America, I get all that, but you're just not going to convince me that if – Damian Lillard and Steph Curry and KD and Anthony Davis and then LeBron James kind of orchestrating everything is going to lose. It's just there's way too much talent there in areas that are extremely important, which is shooting. These guys don't miss. The pressure is not going to be there. Pressure is not like an NBA yeah. playoff pressure. You know what I mean? It's it's different. It's 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 when you know you're already good. You know kind of what what's at stake it, i i just don't see steph curry missing shots so, I, 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 question, I, I, go ahead go ahead sean i'm sorry yeah no uh, gerald uh, like when you when you boil it down just to the the bare bones joe joe's uh apt and correct uh you need shooting in your backcourt and you need your front court to rebound and the shooting was pretty good for the most part i mean it kind of kind of Crap the bed a little bit there against uh, Montenegro and Lithuania and and Germany, but however, uh, Gerald, the, we know the huge problem is the, for whatever reason the front court just didn't hit the boards. So I think I think Joe's got got uh, apt point there about you know even if you even if you had an older Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is still like seven feet tall. You have AD, you have Bam. The only reason AD's never won, you know, three or four rebounding titles is because, you know, he played in 58 games instead of the requisite 63. Uh, other than that, he probably likely have won about eight out of the last 10 rebounding titles. So I, I, I just think it's incumbent upon, like, we're used to the USA being dominant on the boards, Gerald. That's what I remember most about that 92 team is just you could not rebound against the United States. And there was a physicality um, that they they possessed that no other team had. And it was only when all these other global teams decided to copy America. And now all of a sudden the United States is, is trying to uh, find itself again, like the original archetypes of uh, that two big man system. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. I want to go ahead and mention that we are talking about Team USA and who might appear on next year's roster. Joe, uh, when I put out there 
Reeves as far as uh, a possibility for next year. I don't think he, he, you know, even if he has a really good year for the Lakers, you know, averaging 15, 17, 19 points. Remember, he's going to get a bulk of the minutes out there because he's younger. He's talented. He's going to get a, uh, you know, barring any health issues, he's going to get a ton of play out there. So he will be averaging somewhere over 15 points or over for this team. It's pretty much, uh, I don't want to say it's a sure thing, but it's something where if he has the kind of season that they expect or the kind of season that they hope after they sign him to that extension, that's what they're hoping for because of the fact that AD and LeBron will not be playing the entire games uh, as far as their, their schedule, even with the load management issues. Joe, I don't think, though, even if that's the case, Austin Reeves would probably be on a Team USA roster. I think the defensive issues, the concerns that we brought up last week are still apparent, especially in international play. I just think that there are more talented individuals there as of this time. Your thoughts, though, on who would you bring from last uh, this year's Team USA roster over there? I think outside of Edwards and maybe Bridges, I'd have a hard time bringing anyone else. Uh, I'd probably Ant is the only one, maybe Halliburton, but I, 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 I almost guarantee that Anthony Edwards would be uh, on that team. You want to have guys that are have only been in, that are very good players that have played two or three years, so that mm. when you jump on some of these teams and you're up 20 or 25 points at the half, you can start easing these the veterans away a little bit and let them sit the four quarters. Because I think that's what's going to happen. I think they'll it, it'll be an outreach on on uh, on their part. And the guys, the, the younger guys can close out these games. I think that's that's kind of how I would if I was LeBron and KD and Steph and and Damian Lillard, I think if in my mind, I'm like, look, just this ball out for about two quarters and a half and then let the kids finish it off. When it gets down to the last couple of um, medal rounds, then we'll, you know, if we got to play the whole time, we will. But there's just too much talent in that starting lineup. And you, you add two or three more talented players off the bench. That's eight guys. You're not going to really – just don't see a Jamal Murray or Lou Dort team in Canada being a problem. And when Binyamba's playing for France with Gobert, I, I don't, I don't see them being a threat either. Okay. Uh, I see team Canada being a, a threat. I see Germany, oh, no, France, they, France has a lot of big guys. Gonna be revenge through. next year. Yeah. They're going to, I'm, I'm I, I have a very good feeling losing to Canada that there was uh what what is it what did LeBron say you're on my list and Dylan <laughs> uh guess who's yeah. on that team there magic man yeah I think team. I think he's got he's got yeah. a list I think he put Canada on top yeah. <laughs> he tried to, he tried to poke the bear once and now he's trying to do it again it never ends well it uh, never PB's ends well when he tries to do that uh PBS is talking Austin Reeves smack uh I don't say he's wrong on that because defensively we talked about his issues uh but uh, this kid, you know, he's found money for us. He's Please, guy guys, can, you know, understand, you can't put Reeves on a guy so, like Dennis Schroeder. So, no, yeah. I, under, I understand what PB's saying. I understand that. I, my question to PB would be, who has a better value contract right now in the NBA than Austin Reeves? Name that guy that has a better value contract There's very right few. now. Very few. I, I can maybe name one or two 
maybe zero, but like I, I don't even want to say I'm being a homer arguing for Austin Reeves being the And he even says he even admits no one, no one does right now. So again, he is not an all-star. I'm not gonna make him an all-star. And then obviously, you know, we, we talked about on this on the Friday show about the issues that he has on the defensive end. But this is a guy, this is like, okay, in the video game collecting business, this is like going to the local Walmart, looking in the clearance bin, and you pulling out a vintage sealed Mario Brothers 3 NES, which is worth over $1,000. This is something that you go and you find out of the blue, undrafted, and you've got yourself a starting player. Whether or not he's a starting player on the championship team, we have to get to that point whether or not that's going to be the case. But I, I sit here, we said on this show, as some have criticized us on other channels about being one of those channels that, that have talked about his defense. And it was out there. It was out there against Germany. It was out there against Lithuania. It was out there even back in the original showcase in against Puerto Rico that he has some man-to-man on-ball issues as far as defense because of his lack of quickness. I get that. But when you get a starter, that a guy that's undrafted, literally from thin air, you didn't draft him. He wanted to come on your team and you got him, Joe, and you got a player that's going to give you most likely with a ton of usage that he's going to have 15, 17 points, 20 points, whatever he's going to get. Just he's going to get you a, a ton of stats out there and a positive overall. I think that's a good thing to get for an undrafted players. Yeah. Big time, Gerald. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, people are right. There's a lot of overhype. We overvalue guys. We, we are Laker fans. Okay. I'm not saying uh, Austin Reeves isn't a really good player, but that's what he is, guys. He's a really good player. He's not a great player by any no, stretch of the not even, not even, you know, this. The, we we overvalue players as Laker fans. It, it's been it's great. Not- yeah, great, great player. Great player is perennial all-star and or all-NBA. That's a great player. That's a great player. And Gerald, you're right. Just because you make an all-star team once or twice doesn't necessarily make you a great player. It means you had a, a great star. year. Even, yeah, even, even a star in yeah. the NBA. It, it means you had a great year or a star year, but do it again. I mean, again, I go back to how many people are actually this season are going to go out of their way to go to another arena and go check out Demonte Sabonis, but yet he qualifies in that star category. Uh, Alan is in the chat and thank you so much again for the best ch- being part of the best Lakers chat room that's out there. The Lakers fast break. He thinks D'Lo and Reeves together are starter. Uh, he does not think that D'Lo and Reeves together are starters on the championship team. I have my issues as well, Joe, when it comes to D'Lo and Reeves, because we saw how D'Lo was picked on. And I hope you don't use that terminology again, because he used it on Friday after I talked to you on that. <laughs> I was listening back and like, oh, he said it again. He said it again when it comes to D'Lo. But D'Lo and Reeves, there's gonna find they're gonna find some challenges. They're gonna find some challenges defensively because on the ball, it's going to be a little bit tough every now and then for them. You can't expect every position to have a great player. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell puts himself out the pasture. How about that? Is that is that better? That's better. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> I just I just made that up too right now. I didn't wasn't even thinking about it. Well, but, I appreciate it because again, you, you we talked to it. And that's like here, okay, here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna do it. Then he here's, here's the thing. It. Here's uh... the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. The thing is context, Gerald. Context is important. Of 
context should should not allow that kind of thinking anyways the the team has a deep enough roster on paper at this moment to cover deficiencies depending on matchups and time of the year right time of the year matters in the nba there are certain times in december or january february where the, the the dog days of the nba that's usually what those are and and you want to utilize the depth so that d'angelo doesn't have all the pressure on him which is what we did to him in denver we want d'angelo to be somebody he's not and that's something laker fans have to stop doing d'angelo russell if he were to be who we wanted him to be would have been a laker this whole time they would have never traded him that's the point D'Angelo is not a consistent player. He, he's a streaky guy. He doesn't have good lateral movement. He can easily be neutralized with the right guard or forward that's got length. It's just what it is. So it's the job of the team and the coach. I am going to be looking at Darvin Ham and how he's going to set up these lineups. He, he has to do this correctly. If he doesn't, it's going to be a glaring weakness in his coaching it's going to be in our face we're going to be discussing that in post-game shows look i don't what what were you doing with these matchups why did you do this um phil jackson used to do certain things to you know wake his team up it was an obvious thing but very few people can do what phil jackson does because phil jackson as much of an egomaniac as he is when you're that great, as much of a condescending <laughs> man as he was, there was uh, there was still conviction behind everything he did. And at the end of the day, it was it, it, it's he just had more of a I don't want to use the word pretentious. He was never pretentious. It just came off that way if you didn't like him. But Phil Jackson is like the Bill Walton of coaching. It's about the team. It's about the community. It's about being together. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling like this team has that a little bit right now, but it can unravel if Darvin Ham doesn't adjust correctly throughout the year. And with D'Angelo, with, with, with Austin Reeves, you have to understand these guys are going to be better players because they're playing with AD and LeBron. That makes a huge difference. The Christian Wood thing, he's going to play better than he's probably ever has because he's next to AD. And that's what I want to see. The only way this unravels into a bad thing is if there's chemistry problems and there's issues in the locker room or they've tuned the coach out because the coach isn't connecting with the team. And that's really all we're waiting for. Magic Matt? Yeah, I, I agree with Joe, 100%. And uh, Alan says in the chat, would we trade JHS for Caruso without hesitation? I would trade... Oh. <laughs> we we wouldn't even let you finish the sentence. We would that guy say. would be so far gone. Chicago, I, I I drive him to Chicago. No, 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 no. You 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 pay for my plane ticket. I will go down to LAX. I will rent a car. I will go to wherever apartment or complex he is at, Joe. And you won't see another moving guy move like me before. I will make sure everything JHS has is on that plane ready to go. You and I both, my friend. I'll help you out. I'll help you out with this. 
We'll move the sofa together. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I'll take something. I'll take care of the heavy stuff. Carol. I thought of something. I thought of something. Magic man, tell me if this makes sense. You know how Austin said. I, I don't know if you guys uh, watched the the podcast with uh, Barnes. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how Houston and the San Antonio Spurs were interested, right? Uh, I think the reason why they didn't make a play for Austin and kind of maybe sabotage the Lakers a little bit is I think there was some fear that the Lakers might not match and then they'd be stuck paying Austin 20, 25 million a year. And I think letting Caruso go might've been what scared them. They're like, look, if they let Caruso go, they might let Austin go no matter how big this thing is. It's it's a dumb it's a dumb thought that I had, but it, it came to my it's, head. No, nah, it's not. It's uh, I tell you, if it was dumb, it's not dumb. It just I don't uh, know. It popped in my not, head, right? It's it, yeah. It's something that you would it be have to be tabled. Definitely, we're we're you're gonna give um nine figure contract to a undrafted kid, and you're really not sure where the ceiling is. You know where the floor is with this guy, but you don't really know where the ceiling is. And Joe brings up a good point. I mean, that that that's to be discussed. They let an all NBA player walk out the door for nothing. All NBA first team defense too. What about something. JHS and Vando? What, what could we get for that? Oh, are you? Are you throwing in? I think if you throw in a first round pick there, you might be able to get Pat Williams and Alex Caruso. Are okay. Chicago going to want to unload in January? If it, if if it goes bad, if it if goes, it goes bad. bad, yeah. If they're if they're circling the drain after the first six weeks, I'm with Gerald. I think. And the thing with Vando, bad. the thing with Vando is, I other than Jackson Hayes, I don't. I don't feel good yet about Vando. He's going to have to be a, a defensive, you know, a def- his defense is going to have to be one, two, and three. I, I just don't see him hitting those corner shots consistently throughout the year. That's, it'd be, I'd have to see it. I agree. His, uh, his, yeah. his, his, uh, his, his whole his, mindset. Yeah, yeah, his inability to get baskets under the rim being as athletic and as tall as he is. And he even grew an inch. That's, that's not good. That, that's what I call Kwame Brown mind. You know, part of the reason why we, we were so harsh on Kwame Brown was how are you almost seven feet tall and miss the ball going to the hole? Like, I don't, I never understood the guy could jump out of the building on top of it. Why don't you? Why don't you dunk that damn thing? You weigh a hundred thousand pounds. You know you're tall. You got athleticism. I don't know. It's just the mental part. The mental part of this game, the mental part of this team, is really going to tell us who they're going to be. It's the mental part. The physical's there. Everybody's athletic. Everyone is relatively young, other than uh, LeBron, and it's going to have to be a mental thing now. Who is going to mentally be in it and Thirsty and hungry to win the championship. Magic, yeah. that's funny. That's funny indeed. Yeah. We'd be terrible movers. You're probably right. Oh yeah, no, I, we, we'd be awkward as hell. But I, I can lift heavy better, stuff. Well, better get oh. us insured. 
That's all I say. Yeah, yeah. Do you Once guys again, insure insure us? Yes. I will go down there, and you guys have no idea. I will get that job done. Uh, moving normally takes around anywhere from four to six, seven hours. I could probably get it done in two. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Moving man indeed. It is the moving man, Sean Grice, along with Joe Soro and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching listening. Kurt says, try to avoid any hole in the wall jokes. We'll get your insurance from Cliff Paul. There you go. But guys, before we head on out. <laughs> Cliff is- Paul. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> it is winning time. Uh, episode six, uh, and I ask you guys, uh, it takes the team again closer and closer to the 1984 season ending, where it's already been hinted by Jeff Perlman that that's where it's going to end up. Uh, your thoughts as we get closer and closer to the end of the season, and perhaps, Joe, the end of the series. Oh, man, I hope not. I This last episode, I think, might have been the best one. Um. This whole thing with Dr. Buss and this chick. And then, Honey. and then the dread, the dread that's coming. I felt dread coming. Uh, we know what's coming, which is the 1984 finals. Uh, that impending doom. One of the more tragic losses, I think, in my, I know the 69 championship was probably the worst Lakers Celtic loss because of the fact that they said that this team was should have won. But I actually think the 84 loss was the worst Celtic loss because you you you, you just have to inbound the ball. And you're up 2-0 in Boston. Win both games in Boston in 1984 with Larry Bird winning the MVP. It just seriously, it makes me like I want to gag right now thinking about it. I can't, I can't. And I, I wasn't even old enough to remember that series. It's absolutely just it, – it, it, everything in these losses, every freaking finals loss that the Lakers have, right, could have changed history. 83, 84, 89, 91, 04, 08. Any one of these into wins changes so much of history, and it just kills me. You guys have heard me say it before. The losses stay with my with me more than the, than the wins, because it's so significant. Especially the eighty four one, and I used to always say the eighty nine one was a burner, because you can kind of justify well, Bird won in eighty four, but then when you get delve into what happened in Game Two of that series, you're like, oh my god, you you start to realize that was that was it that that was that was your game that should have been done and eighty nine. You finally ran out of gas. Everybody got injured, and, and that Pistons were you know they were ascending, and it made sense. But you win in '84. We're not talking about '18 anymore, right? We're already at '18, and the Celtics are at '16. Magic goes three and zero. Likely wins another Finals MVP. 
the Lakers finished the decade the most competitive decade in NBA basketball. The Lakers would have six championships in that decade. They'd have Just, one more than the than the Edmonton Oilers, so they would have the crown as the greatest AD. So Edmonton they, Edmonton won four in the eighties, right? And, the and then they in won 90, in ninety. They yep. won in nineteen ninety, right? Yeah. Which was which was odd because they still won in ninety after Gretzky left. So I'm sitting there. I, I'll you know because I don't have a life. Sometimes I'll look into that stuff. <laughs> um, I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, Mark Messier was a pretty good player. <laughs> great, great, uh, Mark Messier is the greatest leader in NHL history. There's not even a second. Rangers four years later. I, I, you know, sometimes I do want to go back and look. I mean, ho- hockey in the '90s was big for me. I think that was the best decade for me. I think it was the best decade for hockey. Period. Yarmy Yager and Lemieux and Gretzky doing his thing and Patrick Waugh. I mean, that that decade was amazing. You had the Red Army winning back-to-back titles in Colorado. Gretzky, Gretzky changed California hockey forever. Yeah, like every, every kid wanted to play yeah. hockey when yeah. uh, when he came to the Kings. But but again, it's it's uh, it's it's dread. It's watching the the '83 finals kind of suck too. Seeing Moses Malone destroy Kareem in four games. I don't know, man. It's it's sports, man. It, it it makes you happy or absolutely kills you. You're listening to Dr. Buss, John C. Riley playing Dr. Buss. You look at him, and I don't know how true it is in terms of how I mean it looks like Jeannie said it's pretty pretty close, but it's it's just amazing how they were never satisfied, just like us. Those losses killed them. Those losses hurt. Like, what the hell? We went all the way here to lose. So and I'm I'm sad that we're not going to see the last half of the '80s, from what I'm hearing. See, I need to. I have a question for Jeannie, and I need it answered. How long did Doctor Bus have that mustache for? That that Gerald, that mustache must be older than you. I'm assuming that that's the case. Yes. You know. Um, I I thought it was the best episode of the se- se- uh, ser- season and series, actually, Gerald, so far. Okay. Surprisingly, we, I think we – I th- well, I do. I know I do. I owe Jay Moore an apology. We were, uh, we were kind of uh, making fun of him, or I was, about uh, his, his new look with the Sopranos reunion. But uh, it looks as though he had gained that weight for an actual role. In winning okay. time, Gerald. Okay. Um, so apologies. Funny how that happens. Yeah, apologies to Jay Moore because he actually actually looked like an agent and talked like one. Um, enjoyed enjoyed his uh, his cameos. Remember, he was played an agent before, so it's not. A yeah, really in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it it is. But the weight was uh, was interesting. I thought it was the best episode so far, Gerald. Um, I thought Jason Clark's. Uh, when they're when they're really going like, I, have you seen Byron Scott shoot Jerry? Oh yeah, I scouted him. I scouted him. You could shoot them out of it. That 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 like to me, that's Jerry West at his finest. He is I, Jason Glass. He's killing it. He's an he's Oppenheimer. Yeah, he's just all over the place right now. Absolutely, but uh, that was that was pure Jerry West. Yeah, we um. 
And oh my God, who's the guy that plays Donald Sterling, Gerald? That was uh, that's a pretty good uh, ringer for him. I'll have to look that up because it's okay. not uh, it's not Ed O'Neill because Ed O'Neill is playing Donald Sterling in the uh, you know the Donald Sterling uh, docu series that's coming up. So that's really that's, uh, yeah, and the not docu series but the TV series. Uh, yeah. Wow. Coming up. Ed O'Neill role for him. Yes. Yes, yeah, so huh. Lawrence Fishburne is playing Doc Rivers. So wow, that is yeah. We mentioned awesome. it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about it. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look at that. That's gonna be good. So, yeah. J- Gerald, I, I, sure. as we go back, it, 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 they, Bill Burtka, Jerry West, Doctor Bus, they were all very patient. Um, I think that was the the best trade. Uh, mm-hmm. Although a lot of people were might have been enamored by uh, Skywalker playing beside uh, Irvin and uh, Kareem, it was By- Byron was going to always be the uh, the steadiness that we needed beside Magic for the second half of the Showtime run. Um, yeah, uh, Norm was a little more versatile, especially ball handling, but Byron was an excellent shooter, Gerald. Very good fundamental player. Uh, I always I always admired his defense. I thought he was a pretty feisty, ferocious defender. So I mean, hats off. That was a great trade, um, and it was portrayed as something that that you know the the locker room at originally was kind of divided about that, Gerald, because a, a a lot of that locker room liked Norm, and they didn't want to see Norm go. Absolutely. So. The series continues to play itself out. Again, if you really want to go ahead and make sure that this series does not get canceled by HBO or Max or whatever you want to call it, uh, go ahead and support it, please, by going ahead and giving a shout-out, letting people know exactly how much you love the show and being able to go ahead and continue to support it. And so we can continue to see it because there are certain questions right now if this show will actually continue to go ahead and survive for a third season. It's been alluded to already. So again, I don't see much of a online fixation for it. So I do share some concerns, even amongst Laker groups. When I go around there, I don't see much in the way of a following for it. So those are not great signs. So if you want to go ahead and support it today, please do so and tell a friend who enjoys drama to go ahead and check out Winning Time Indeed. But guys, I, I really, truly appreciate you stopping by. We're going to go ahead and talk later tonight, our guest to the Suns. Uh, I know, Sean, you're going to host that one, and I'm going to pop in as soon as I can after Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and hopefully Joe will feel good enough to stop by and be able to be part of that discussion as well, because I know the Suns are a major source of, uh, as far as opponents for us, because, you know, everybody's talking about how the Suns, the Lakers, and the Nuggets are at the top of the food chain in the Western Conference, most likely. Uh, Joe, any last thoughts on uh, Team USA, what we've been talking about, or winning time before we head on out? And by the way, uh, Kirk Boville is the actor for Donald Sterling, just to let you know, in winning time. I think the, the more stars come to the to the Olympics, the easier it's going to be for everyone to to not burn themselves out next summer. And that's how I would sell it if I was LeBron. Try and try and try and get those guys. You know, LeBron has been in the league since 2003. Steph has been in the league since 09. I still think Steph is young. I, I wish Clay wasn't so damaged to some degree because he would have been great too. I mean, you would have 
you would have had just a imagine putting Clay, Steph, and Dame on as your three guard lineup. If you want to do a three guard lineup, that's the one. Um, and maybe they still could get him. I don't know, but I think I think spread this thing out, get all the stars there, win the gold, and hopefully that that's the, that's the cherry on top of a championship for the Lakers. And as far as winning time, I. I'm, I'd like to think that if they don't do a third season with HBO or Warner Brothers, somebody picks this up. Well, somebody has to pick it up. Amazon, Hulu, who? Somebody. So that's kind of what I'm waiting for. one on Netflix. Something. I mean, this this is – Netflix will probably – I don't know what's going on. Why did they call it Max? Because they combined uh, all the – you know, as far as the HBO Max Why end of it, get rid of with an iconic acronym in HBO because they combined all the the channels as far as the food. But channel, no one knows what the, the hell Max channels. is. What's Max? Who thought of this? I mean, Warner Brothers. What the? Get your act together, dude. You guys keep screwing up with everything you do. What do those guys do over there? Again, probably too busy uh, getting uh, Mortal Kombat out, huh? Well, yeah, I know that you're very aware of the, how that is, will perform here in the coming days. Uh, Especially we'll with see. the iPhone 15. Yep, absolutely. Saw that event earlier today showcasing its wares and its power. Uh, hopefully people will enjoy that, but I'll stick to my Samsung. Thank you very much. Magic Man, any thoughts? Uh, you know, Team Canada, will they have their uh, hands full come this time next year? I, th- I think so, Gerald. Um, they... They really need, I think, above all the other teams, I think um, since they haven't don't need to qualify, normally there pretends to being in, in less than a, a strong group because um, normally if you do have to qualify, it's, a, you know, the ping pong ball thing. There are all these point systems, and I think they'll be in a group where they can survive, Gerald, and possibly medal. But I, 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 like you said, there there are other teams coming too. There are about five teams right now I'd put that have gold medal aspirations: the United States, Canada, Germany, Serbia. You you could put could put France or Spain in there as well because the Spain Spaniards are also going to want to uh, make up for a disappointing performance. Latvia kicked them out of the tournament. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what about Slovenia? Yeah, you know what, Gerald? I, I think the, they'll always be a dark horse because they have Luka Doncic. But um, you you said it before, even um, previously during the last Olympics. It says, for whatever reason, Slovenia just can't seem to find cushioning for him at, because he is their shot creator. He's their facilitator. He's also their leading scorer. Gerald said time and time again, as far as he could take them, Eventually, they they meet up with a team that just has more depth, and they can never get over the hump. We'll see what happens indeed, my friend. But it is LeBron James uh, now courting all of his good friends and some of the best players on team U- or in the USA to return to the Olympics in in next this time next year in Paris. We'll see how it happens. If that's the case, like I said, Joe is right. Uh, if they win a championship, the Lakers do this year and then followed up with a gold medal. 
I know that there's not going to be much left in the tank for LeBron come the next year after that. And people have to have those expectations, especially Lakers fans. But you know what? If he wins a world championship this season and a gold medal tops it off as far as the end of next summer, we'll take it. Right, Joe? I'll take it. Anything that gets us 18 before the green turds is okay with me. Yep, and that's what makes me nervous because Eastern Conference does not look very menacing for the green turds. You know what? We've been saying this the last couple of years, guys. I'm not going to – I told you, I'm not going to get tricked this time. You're going to have to show me. Porzingis has to stay healthy, and that's always a big F. Yeah, and that's that's, that's, – this is a discussion in any team. You have to stay healthy. If you don't stay healthy, you're toast, right? But the the odds, as far as the, the sheer analytics, said last. I'm year not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm very. I'm going to be very adamant about the Eastern Conference at this point. I am not. You are not tricking me again. You guys are. You got the Eastern Conference is not a good conference, and it hasn't been for a good amount of time, almost twenty five years. So, you're going to have to come in and 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 run game in the finals this time. You want to. You want to. You want to be the Eastern Conference studs. Go, go to the finals and actually dominate in there. Fair dominate enough, the playoffs. Stop one in, in an eight seed beaten. A freaking playing team going to the finals. Boston had no no reason to lose when they lost. There's, there was chemistry there. There was continuity there. There was a lot of things there. I don't understand what, what these guys do in the East. I really don't. I don't know if it's the time zone or what, but. Yeah, I'm not buying. I'm not buying that the East, and I'm not buying again that the Celtics are going to have an easy path because they got Porzingis. No, no. Matter of fact, uh, I, I, I think, I think I'm going to let it play out before I make any decisions at this point. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you joining us. Don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever, you get your video of us. That will be on in just about a little less than three hours as Magic Man is going to be hosting the team preview for the Phoenix Suns. I'll be along a little bit later after I finish Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Joe hopefully will be feeling well enough to join him as well as we interview some great guests. Who is it again, Magic Man? I don't have my list in front of me. Yep. So we're going to have John, our, our good friend from the bright side of the sun, Gerald, John Voida, and uh, he may be... Um, bringing on uh, his contributor as well, Matthew Lisi. Okay, absolutely. Well, looking forward to that great conversation. Much to discuss. Uh, do they like where they're at? Uh, do they, you know, are they concerned about the steps that they are not going to be able to take down the road because they financially put themselves in a corner? Do they like what they did as far as going all in on that? We'll talk about that with them later this evening as Magic Man hosts some more NBA observations. We'll also be back tomorrow. Don't forget also as well, Megan Price on Thursday. And you said you lined up and for a conversation for Friday as well. Is that correct? Yes, we do. Uh, we, we've got uh, a couple as well, Gerald. Uh, so Friday, we're, we're uh, going to literally chop it up with uh, a man named Frank from uh, Rockets Chop Shop. They're a great YouTube channel. He's got uh, a lot of videos out, so check out his stuff, including um, the Point Blank uh, video they put out about Kevin Porter Jr.'s unfortunate decision-making that's going to lead him to being quickly out of the NBA drill. 
that's a disaster that's already happened and that you know there's what is going on with these guys this is this has become a epi- epidemic at this point yeah it it's, really, it's really, it really is it really is um you know and this isn't his first time not being able to keep his hands to himself when it comes to uh having having a heat uh a heated conversation with uh, another individual you know if if you can't talk to somebody and you have to use this, please think before you act and just walk away or run away because it's not worth it. But unfortunately, as, as, as Joe and Gerald have said, it's become an epidemic and I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why some of these young men just can't control themselves. I, I think I think it's the I don't know I don't know if anyone is teaching these guys how to connect with people, especially if it's uh, a significant other. I think uh, there's there needs to be something there to you're you're coaching these guys to be certain way on the field and off the field and. I think that how to manage your money, I think one of the things that needs to be, uh, and I'm not talking about the leagues. I, I, I'm, I've never been a big, you know, the, the leagues are, are there to provide entertainment. They're not there to be marriage counselors. I'm talking about the agents, the family members, the people that work around these guys, uh, putting them in bad positions or allowing, uh, allowing, and maybe they did actually. I'm just saying it. Maybe they did tell these guys, "Don't get yourself in a situation." They didn't listen, and then at that point, it's there's nothing you can do, right? But the NBA, the especially in Major League Baseball, it's it's done. These guys are not. They're like the UFC now. When you get popped for 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 juice, it's over. They don't care how popular the the pay per view could be. You're you're bounced. They're not. You're not going to be fighting in that in that pay per view with Julio Urias. It's, I mean, it, this is a, a top five pitcher when he's on, and he's never gonna pitch in the in in, in major in the major leagues anymore. That that is a weird comment. That is a weird uh, realization. He is never going to pitch in the major leagues anymore and, again. And I don't know if that's gonna set him off into complete depression because. If you've ever watched Urias when he's not pitching well, he's a pretty angry guy. He has that anger. And it's not Kershaw anger. Kershaw has it too, but Kershaw's more steady, more calculated, right? Instead of emotional. So, but Kevin Porter, I mean... It's always, it's always, it's always this case, isn't it? Trevor Bauer, Kevin Porter, Urias. These guys uh, make bad decisions with who they surround themselves with. And I've said this a few times on the show. The key to life is to make sure you know where not to be. If if you know things are going to trigger anger, violence, better you don't go in those areas. And if there's someone there that'll trigger you, don't be with that person. It's 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 it doesn't matter if it's a friend, a significant other, colleagues, 
you know, if you're stuck at work with colleagues that are, you know, not good, no, no one, no one tells you at work, you have to hang out with these guys. You know, you gotta be kind of smart about it. And it, yeah, and, and, and it's, and, you know, it's basketball and baseball, you know, some, we do give a little bit of leniency to the, to the football players. Right. And maybe even hockey and the, the violent sports, because it's kind of like a cop, you know, a cop is dealing on an eight hour shift, 12 hour shift with the scum of the earth. And to expect that guy to come home and, you know, be himself, entrench himself in Mary Poppins world, white picket fence. That's not very realistic. It's hard for people to, 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 to switch. And these guys can't compartmentalize. They, they, they take whatever's going on and they, they smack it into, so to speak, smack it into their issue. It's just sad. It's sad to see a career go. Because of that. Because well, it, of it that. looks bad on the Dodgers. I mean, we've had two. <clears throat> but this is what I'm talking about. Why, you know, as much as I I get irritated with Dave Roberts' managerial uh, prowess, if you can call it that. Uh, well, hey, Joe, yeah. this doesn't look this doesn't look so good for the Houston Rockets either because you have uh, M.A. Udoka as your head coach who's coming in uh, to this situation who's different set of problems but along similar wavelength. And now you've just introduced this problem to a, a, a young team that is very fragile you don't know how this is going going to go one way or the other. Well, they had the best draft this year, according to paper. So we'll see. I mean, I guess you could say San Antonio had the best one because they got number one pick. But, uh, you know, at some point, the whole you may you do because, again, it's workplace romance. That's not I, I don't really ever really consider that a something drastic, just, you know, kind of like an inconvenience. Uh, there's plenty of people out there that have had work, work romances. Well, it, you continually have problems with HR. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to work at a hotel where you had basically models everywhere, but you have to be careful. You have to be careful because if, if, if things don't work out, which, you know, even that was never an issue. Honestly, I, I never really had issues with people to where at work we were, you know, yeah, that, 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 again, that comes down to maturity and the, the benefit of, of, of being around good people too at work, uh, you, you know, good people at home, you're gonna, you're gonna, um, I had one, by the way, uh, problem child, just one, uh, very short stint. I'll keep it at that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's you got to handle your business. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to put this in a nice bow here because I'm I'm trying not to say the wrong thing here. But you have to handle your business, and handling your business is doing your job and avoiding problems. Part of work is to solve problems, not make problems. And when you're not right in the head with your significant other, it makes things even worse. It seems like that's the that seems to be ninety percent of the problems these guys have. 
is they can't control what's inside their house, which is always comical to me because a lot of these guys are usually the ones that are talking about morals and what, what, what to do. Right. I always remember this. And I, I remember Mark, remember Mark Chamura, the tight end for the green Bay Packers in the, in the, in the nineties. I remember there was a, he had said something about Bill Clinton and not being very happy with his lifestyle. And all of a sudden he gets caught at, at an underage party. <laughs> be careful what you say, people, if you're going to say it, be about it. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be Philip rivers. If you're going to be it, be about it all the way through. Oh so- man. Like congratulations to that family, 10 kids at his wife is a very happy married woman, Joe. Good example. Well, they're 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 they are staunch. They're staunch Catholics. I mean, to the to the to the top of the line. One of the things about Phil Rivers is I use him. I use Roger Staubach as another example uh, of guys that lived what they they are. They live they live it fully, and that's all you can be if you want to be a, a playboy. If you want to be Ric Flair. Although Ric Flair was married when he was still flaring, <laughs> uh, which I never understood, I never understood that. I I, I would have asked him. I said, well, "If you're tr- wanting, tr- you're one of the few guys that enjoy traveling three sixty five. Why why would you? I understand the first time he was married, but why would you get married a second time when you're when you're famous? You're, or a third, or a fourth? Yeah, I don't, I don't. That's bad decision making. Bad just bad decision making, and it's tell us accountant that. Too bad. He's doing well now, though, right? No? Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a reason why he still goes out and does a whole bunch of shows and signings and things of that nature. He is not as solvent as uh, – he, he lived the lifestyle. He lived, Let's just say he lived the lifestyle. When he looks back on it, on his final days, he's going to just enjoy it and smile. But, yeah, as far as if he leaves a wealth to his kids, per se, I don't think that that's going to be – as much as people would would you know normally believe from the jet flying you know son of a gun that we all know for for decades gone by. That's so true. so Derek Jeter is an example I use. Derek Jeter didn't get married till after he retired. That's a smart person. How are you going to raise a family and 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 be a husband he when can. you're gone? When he you, and, and he's gone eight months. This guy was winning championships every year. Eight months out of twelve. How are you going to have a relationship the right way, unless your your family's with you every minute of the day? How how you can do that? You know, I got kids who have dance. They have their own lives. They got to go to school. They got to dance. They got to do things. Can't be traveling. So that part never. I I just this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're they're rigorous in terms of under you know putting the word out. Maybe it's too personal. But then again, if you're talking about people's money, what's more personal than somebody's money, right? How to manage your money. I think they need to start maybe putting in more, know who know who you're going to be with. Know who you're going to be with. If somebody's going to trigger your anger, you got to really, really understand that you are one bad decision away from losing your entire career. And they need to talk about this Julio Arias, Kevin Porter Jr. and Trevor Bauer thing more. And uh, yep, it's Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, the, she's in a hospital. She I guess right broke now. her back. No, it's uh, it's neck. I think yeah, it's neck vertebrae injury. fracture. Yeah. At the yeah. neck. At the neck. Yes. Right here. I mean, 
neck, back. What difference does it make? It's freaking that, broken. That, it's bad. That, it's just really that, bad. That, yeah. that woman. That woman is five foot nine, one hundred and thirty pounds. You're six six, two thirty. Come on, come on. Like it, it's a lot. I put I put my fist next to my wife's face in comparison, right? Because we're talking about damage. We were talking about something. I can't remember what it was. And I put my fist right next to her face. And I mean, I go, this is scary how how much damage would happen. My my wife's got a delicate face, right? She's small. I mean, she's not a she's not a petite person. She's you know, full, you know, dancer's body. She was a dancer, right? So you're sitting there and you're looking at the difference in, in the power. We had talked about off air about the Trevor Bauer thing and how the consensual situation there. And I, I've talked to my friends about that and they've, See, they've, they've ran into things like that. Right. And I'm like, how are these idiots? Like if I put my hands around you, you're going to die. Like you're dead. You'd be dead in 10 seconds. If it I wouldn't, really, it, w- it wouldn't take much for you to choke me out, Joe. No, it's bad. I mean, let me, let me speaking of the, the hotties from work. I had a Brazilian coworker, just awesome lady, awesome lady, Francisca. We used to call her Chica. She was Brazilian. There are two things Brazilians love in case you guys didn't know. They love to eat. Well, there's a third one, but I won't go there. There's a third one. And they, they, they're, they're, you know, jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu. She, and she weighed maybe about a buck 20, about five foot three. I was in the PBX room and she, she put, her arm right around my neck. I was maybe three seconds away from passing out. You You get it right. You're done. Well, on that note, guys, uh, truly appreciate you joining us for tonight's show. And uh, again, all the talk in regards to Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, we're still going to probably hear what the league has in mind, but you know, I think his days as a NBA player, they're done. They should be done. Uh, there should be no going back after the uh, kind of damage that he's done. Uh, and uh, it just seems like that this is going to continue. Unfortunately, it is something that Joe's indicated. I don't know, you know, it, whether you want to call it epidemic or whatnot, is something that's really running rampant out there in major league sports. And it's not really good to see at well, all. You know, is, is it not? I mean, you're talking about three guys. I don't remember. I, I might have a short memory on this, but do you guys remember? In this short amount of time, three guys. We don't know what's happening though in the seventies and the eighties because so, you know Ray Ray uh, Ray Rice. He was the first one, right? Yeah. Okay. So Ray Rice, but there was a huge gap from from that until let's say Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer, and then all of a sudden Urias, and then Kevin Porter Jr. Now, now it's starting to become a trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good trend. And it's it's I mean just looking at it from a from a, a, you know, Dave Roberts was sitting there. He's like, he, he had to say what he said, which was basically, this is really crappy on every angle. And what he meant by that was, you have a top five pitcher when he's on, whose career is gone, who would have made $150 million in the offseason at the very least. Dude, does Julio Arias and his wife have children? I don't know. I haven't looked. Okay. That just makes it even worse. And that's the that's the big one is the kids, right? It's yep. always they're the ones that get the brunt of it. 
All right, everyone, though, uh, if you have any questions for us always or comments, please go ahead. Even if you're watching this after the fact, you can always go ahead and post it below. We try to get it at least on a once or twice, three times a week basis. Get to the comments in YouTube. You can always go ahead and hit us up on social media or LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Don't forget Magic Man's Spotlight on the Phoenix Suns later this evening, 9 p.m. Pacific, if you're watching us wherever on video, but also as well. Don't forget, we've got some great stuff going on later this week with Megan Price. We also got more great conversations coming up with more great team looks. Also as well, of course, Lakerholic Spotlight. You know Laker Tom will continue to want to go ahead and talk Lakers as we get closer and closer to training camp. I also just remembered I'm going to be cutting up a interview and posting the interview here, coming up here tomorrow. It's our good friend TJ Johnson, the guy who is here with me on many of my early editions. He has reviewed NBA 2K24 with Kobe Bryant on the cover. Does he like the game? Does he think he should go ahead and give it a try? I'll go ahead and post that interview sometime tomorrow as well. Just as a little treat for you right here at the Lakers Fast Break. So for Joe Sorrow, from LakersBall.com, and of course, also as well, Simblade, Simblades with a Y.com. And of course, Magic Man, Sean Grice. It's Cheryl Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll be back. Talk of the Phoenix Suns, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Western Conference. Looking forward to some great conversation one more time as we get closer to training camp right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>